Welcome to Lo-Fi Lectionary. Hi everyone, and welcome to the newest episode of the Lo-Fi Kitchen, um, where I kind of get to kind of reflect on the text that we read together in the Lo-Fi Lectionary episodes. But uh, with those episodes, I try and again, just kind of remind us uh, what we're doing here. Um... I, with the lectionary episodes, I try and keep my personal opinions out of there as much as possible, even though they're bound to, to seep in here and there because I'm biased and I, I read the text a certain way. Um, but here I kind of let loose a little bit, just kind of a more uh, personal conversation that maybe we would have if you were hanging out in my house and we were just sitting in the kitchen while I was uh, cooking up something. So um, yeah, this is going to be fun. Uh, we're going to dive in in just one second, but I have one thing to say first. I can do anything and I can do it with poise. All right, and here we go. Um, so yeah, we just read Luke 3, and uh, it's an interesting chapter. Um, not a lot of action uh, on behalf of Jesus yet, or even on behalf of God. Um, doesn't really show up too much in here. But uh, we have these really strong Luke themes in it. And the fun thing about the Luke 3 chapter is just how clearly here Luke kind of hammers in um, the constant theme of contrasting the high and the low, particularly with people and social groups of people and people in certain positions of power or not in positions of power. So at the very beginning of the chapter and then at the end, you have lists of all these leaders and emperors and kings, all these people who have all the power and wealth in the world to make Solomon blush, as uh, someone smart once said. Um, and then all the way through the book of Luke, through the first three chapters, you have you know people who are barren, you have shepherds, you have these vagrant uh, teachers who live out in the wilderness. Um, you know, uh, you have a pair of peasants who give birth to Jesus, but can only afford, you know, a meager pair of birds for their temple sacrifice. And yet through this whole story where these, these kind of lanes of people, these people in all these different classes, uh, it's interesting to stop and ask just kind of, where is God the most active? Where is God the most real? Where is God the most well-received in the story? Um, and then Luke gives you this genealogy where Luke kind of baits you into some interesting ideas, um, you know, kind of by tracing Jesus back to David, who is understood or, or believed by many to be kind of like the greatest king, the height of their of their royal power as a as a country in the history of Israel. Um, and he 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 kind of does leave it there for all the the people who think that that's important. And then he traces uh, Jesus's ancestry all the way back to Adam. And that's really, really interesting um, for a couple of reasons. And we're gonna we're gonna play a little bit more freeform with the text right here. So this is my um, kind of personal, maybe you would even say, kind of a little bit more mystical of a reading of the text than um, you know something's just objective and scholarly. But here we go. Um, so Adam in Hebrew means dirt. Um, it's it's a it's a definition. It's a word use uh, that goes all the way back to Genesis two where God makes uh, people in the second creation story. And it says that he makes uh, the, the, the male human out of, out of the dirt of the ground, out of the dust of the ground. And so um, the, the, the name Adam, when we read it in Hebrew, it just means dirt. Um, and that's kind of interesting. Um, and I love that Luke uh, takes the time to trace the genealogy all the way back to Adam. Because as he's doing so, he's saying, Jesus is the son of this, son of this, son of this. And then he's like, you know, the son of kings and then the son of all the patriarchs in the, the Jewish tradition. And then all the way back to the son of dirt. So uh, Jesus, um, this interesting figure that we're going to look at in the rest of the story, he is the son of, of kings and he's the son of dirt. 
And I just, if you, if you play with that theme, just in the midst of how Luke is always um, contrasting the high and the low and that God is more interested and active among people who are on the bottom, people who have humility, people who are humble, people um, who are in need, people who uh, are faithful, even in spite of things, um, people who aren't always grasping for power. Um, and then that this tradition runs through the sons of dirt. Um, it's almost like Luke is saying, you know, all the power, all the grandstanding, all the gold, the palaces. I mean, you can be emperor in the book of Luke and with the brush of a pen, you can make everyone in the empire be forced to get up and go back to their hometown just to be counted at your whim for your whimsy. So you can know just how powerful and wealthy you are. And in the story that Luke is telling, all of that power and wealth, it's its all dirt. Um, I mean, one of the punchlines of the Genesis story is that even the human race, we all go back to dirt. Um, and, and this whole human story, this whole human history... Um, of us as a species is is people fighting over dirt, <laughs> uh, pieces of dirt fighting over dirt, and whose dirt is whose. I mean, if you look at it from a science point of view, I mean, we're all just big ba- big bags of molecules, <laughs> like big big bags of molecules with with air more air between them than actual substance and energy running between all those molecules. And and one big bag of molecules wants to kill another bag of molecules to take some of that molecules, batch of molecules that they will put in a storehouse of molecules. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all dirt. And, um, and it's just kind of silly. And, and Luke's text here kind of gives us an opportunity to look back on the whole story altogether and realize how much of it is just kind of goofy. I mean, if you, if you could look through the matrix code of the world and see everything as molecules or see everything as dirt or as atoms, it would it would kind of help you realize that 99.99999 repeating, of course, percent of what we do as a, as a people and as a species is just kind of, kind of absolutely ridiculous. Um, and yet Adam, the, the son of, you know, this, this, this person made out of dirt, even in the Luke text, it says Adam, Adam, son of God. Um, I mean, the dirt in the Genesis story that we're being traced back to has been breathed into by God, has been has been brought to life with God's very spirit. I mean, whatever is happening with this dirt, this dust, is very sacred at the same time. And and just the more I read the Bible, the more I think about how important life is to God, that God would give his own spirit, his own breath in it, over and around it, um, that God would animate it, that God would keep it going, that um, that God would give his life for it in the Jesus story. And yet, um, and in the midst of that, how important I must be then to God. And, and, and yet the Bible always invites me to hold that importance very loosely. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's something I'm only allowed to receive in a sense, but not use. It's something I'm allowed to, to, to enjoy and to celebrate with God, but never to tout it or misuse it over others. And, and in the story of Luke, we always get the stories of people who are going to take their own importance and try and misuse it over others. They try and grasp for power when really it's, it's just dirt. The Luke story here in chapter three invites us to remember that sometimes we think too much of ourselves and we need to remember that, you know, Hey, we are all sons and daughters of, of, of dirt. (laughs) And we're just, we're just a big pile of dirt. Um, but sometimes we run out of breath 
And sometimes we need to take time to remember that that dirt has the divine all over it. And that dirt in us and that dirt in others is totally sacred and important to God. And that it's worth celebrating, it's worth caring for, and it's worth giving also ourselves to. I think that that's kind of interesting. So there you go. Lo-Fi Kitchen for uh, Chapter 3. Let's, uh, let's see what happens in the next episode. Thanks for coming. Well, that's the end of Episode 0, but don't go yet. Hi, everyone. I just want to say a quick thank you to you for listening to this episode of Lo-Fi Lectionary. If you liked the podcast, please help us out. You can review, subscribe, and share the podcast any way you can. Um, The more people we get in on the game, the funner this is going to be. If you want to participate in the discussion for this episode, you can come visit our website at kevinlester.net and follow the links to the podcast and then to the link for this episode. Um, You can also find our podcast on Facebook, and we can discuss and and keep things going on there. Uh, Just search Facebook for Lo-Fi Electionary, and you'll find us. You can also get in touch with me, Kevin, directly at lo-fi at kevinlester.net, and that's lo-fi with no dash, so L-O-F-I at kevinlester.net. And you can also find me on Twitter at lo-fi kevin with no dash again, so at lo-fi kevin. Um, That's kind of it, so thank you for coming, and we'll see you guys next episode. Thank you for listening.